Welcome to the Jordan and Kristen Rickard Show. The world is falling apart, but you don't have to. Join Jordan and Kristen as they discuss the challenges that face us in our decaying world every day. God has a plan for you to have victory and to be a light in the darkness. As the Bible says, those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens, and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Now, here's Jordan and Kristen. All right. Good evening, everybody. Good to see you again. Welcome to another edition of Jordan and Kristen Pray for You. We we really hope you guys have had um, a great week. Tonight's topic is why not commit suicide? And yeah, in case you haven't figured it out yet, this is part of our ongoing and somewhat intermittent darkness series. And I'm doing it tonight because it occurred to me that I've been in church my whole life. I'm 41 years old and I used to go to some of these services that were like three or four hours long. So if you were to like calculate the total number of hours I've spent in church and then include like four years of Bible college. I mean, it, it's got to be in like the thousands on top of thousands at this point. And I don't think I've ever once heard this topic discussed. I mean, I've heard plenty of topics about say, well, you know, here's what you want to do if you want God to bless you financially. Those seem very popular. And I hear a lot of messages on uh, don't do this and don't do that. And, you know, I hear a lot of esoteric kind of Bible studies on topics that I really can't figure out how they apply to my day-to-day life. But I don't hear a whole lot of topics on the, the darker things, and it's the things people are really struggling with. And I've never heard one on suicide, so I'm going to do it right now. And I say this to you, I'm going to tell you right now, as someone who has lost a few people to suicide, uh, I've had a very close friend of mine attempt it, and he, he lived through it, thank God. You know, I've never struggled with that. But I remember when I was in law school, which was just a a dreadfully lonely experience. Again, I never wanted to commit suicide, but from an extreme distance, I could kind of begin to understand why someone would do it. Again, it was not something I would would ever do, but I began to understand it. In fact, one of my law school classmates did kill himself. I heard a a popular speaker who I I like a lot. Uh, He's kind of one of these self-help guys. I don't know that he really comes from a Christian perspective one time though. And and one time he was giving this talk and, and members of the audience were like writing questions down and handing them to him. And one of the questions came up and it said, I'm thinking about committing suicide. Why should I not? And again, he wasn't coming from a biblical perspective and he kind of struggled with this and he gave some good reasons. And I don't even remember what they were, but he would be, if I had to give you the worldly, like in the natural kind of reasons, it would go something like this. I'll give you the I'll give you the godly reasons in a second, but let me give you the in the natural kind. Okay, first of all, ninety percent of the people who attempt suicide and live through it never do it again because they regret it. Now, a lot of them live the rest of their lives maimed, or they've done a lot of destruction to their bodies that they never get over. Okay, but they regret having done it. So, number one, the people who do it wish they hadn't. In fact, I remember watching a video on people who had tried to commit suicide by jumping off the Golden Gate Bridge. And about 95% of them wind up dying. And by the way, it's a horrible, horrible death, what really happens to you. But of the 5% who survive, every single one of them says that the moment their hand left that railing, they instantly wish they hadn't done it. Instantly. So first of all, in the natural, okay, everyone, pretty much everyone who attempts suicide says they wish they hadn't. And if you're thinking about doing it, you're going to be one of those people also, all right? But 
that's kind of a negative reason, right? Like don't do it because you won't like it, right? That's a negative reason. I want to give you positive reasons because I think I know what you're going through. You're going through either hopelessness or loneliness or some combination of those two things. And the good news I have for you tonight is that God is here so that you won't be hopeless and that you won't be lonely. Okay. First of all, as far as hopelessness, God has a plan for you. The Bible actually talks a lot about suicide and why should it not? Right. If you think about it, there's lots of people who commit suicide in the Bible. Uh, Judas is a very famous one. Uh, King Saul is another one. There are other uh, characters. And that makes sense because the Bible tells us that the enemy comes only to steal and kill and destroy. Right. But God says, I have come that you may have life and may have it abundantly. See, this is one of the things I think a lot of church people and churches in general miss is that we focus so much on the afterlife. We want to get people saved so they go to heaven instead of going to hell. And that's great and all, but they miss the point, which is that we're supposed to have life and have it abundantly now. Today, you're not supposed to be all depressed. It's not you get yourself saved and you spend the next 70 years trying to run out the clock, waiting until you go to heaven. God wants you to have life and have it abundantly now. He says in Jeremiah 29, I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. God did not make a mistake when he made you. And maybe maybe you've made a lot of mistakes yourself, okay, and you think you're irredeemable. That's not the case at all, all right? God has a plan for you. Maybe even your father, maybe you never knew him. Maybe your parents told you you were a mistake. Maybe you had people your whole life tell you you're going to be fail- you're going to be a failure. Maybe you feel like a failure now. You see all your classmates or whatever, and they've gone to be successful, and you feel like you're still at the starting line. Hey, guys, I've been there. Believe me. Okay, I know exactly what that feels like. All right? The good news is we, we serve a supernatural God who can take you from where you are right now, okay, to where he, has, where, where he wants you to be and where you want to be also. Isaiah 41, 10 says, do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. And Psalms 34, 18, one of my favorite verses says, The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them from all. See, this is kind of the point, right? The Bible doesn't promise you that you're not going to go through anything. In fact, No worldview promises you that you won't go through anything. If you hear anyone tell you that, run the opposite direction. But it promises you two things, that God is going to deliver you because he's going to be with you. So you shouldn't be lonely either. It's not just that God has a plan for you. It's that God wants to be with you. You know, go read the book of Psalms sometime. I mean, we we focus so much on these Bible stories and the supernatural, and they're great. But, you know, I like the stories in the Bible a lot where they're more rooted in the natural. And I love Psalms because Psalms is is almost all about David and the other psalmists just going through horrible times in their lives. Just, you know, we think of like, you know, Christianity, we think of these pastors and they always seem like they have it all put together. Go read the Bible, man. It's all about people who are just suffering. All right. And in Psalms, you see a ton of suffering. And the psalmist in, in Psalm 18, which I believe was David, says, in my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. Most of Psalms is about actually David uh, being pursued by his enemies who want to kill him. Okay, but what does he say? He says, God heard my voice from his temple. My my cry came before him, even to his ears. So he hears us. John 14. Now, that's New Testament. Jesus says, I will pray to the father for you and he will give you another helper. That means the Holy Spirit that he may abide with you and in you forever. The spirit of truth. 
I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. That's why he's able to say Matthew 28, 20. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See, we can't see Jesus, right? Jesus was here and he left, but he left his Holy Spirit behind us. It's a weird passage in the Bible where Jesus is telling his disciples, listen, I have to leave. It's going to be better for you if I leave. You might say, well, that makes no sense. Jesus, you're here. You're, you're awesome. You perform all these miracles. Why would it be better for you, better for us if you left? Because when he left, his Holy Spirit came down to dwell inside of us. That's the point. That's why you should never be lonely because God wants to have a personal relationship with you. Guys, listen, this is why Kristen and I did the relationship series. If you haven't seen it yet, go back and watch it. It's one of the playlists we have on Facebook, okay, where we talk about not just relationships in terms of how we're supposed to relate to other people. That's true. But how we use those examples to show how you're supposed to relate to God. God wants us to learn from our personal relationships how we're supposed to relate to him and how he wants to relate to us. Okay. So go back and watch some of those relationship series and you'll begin to learn about God and how he wants to dwell inside of you so that you should never feel lonely. And maybe you're thinking, look, this isn't for me. I've fallen off the wagon. I've gotten drug addictions. I have no friends. I've been homeless. I've been jobless. I've been a total loser. I got nothing going for me. I mean, what can God do with me? Hey, let me tell you something. God can do a lot more with you than he can do with a lot of those clean sheets type of people, if you know what I mean, okay? God loves using broken people because those people have life experiences that can help other people. The people who have never done anything wrong, or by the way, who represent like they have never done anything wrong. Never, never judge what's going on in your inside by what someone else looks like on the outside, okay? Because nobody's perfect. Let's start with that, all right? But God loves using broken people. All that stuff you went through, Here's the good news. What the enemy planned for evil, God planned for good. And you wonder how that can happen. Well, we serve a miracle working God. And through our weaknesses, his strength is revealed. That's why he says he uses the weak to confound the strong. He uses the, even the dumb to confound the wise. Okay. So don't let, don't let those feelings of inferiority get in the way of, of you coming into a fullness with God, coming into the relationship and leaving the spirit of death behind. Romans 8, 1 says, therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, because through Christ Jesus, the law of the spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. Okay. And so here's the point, guys. Listen, if you're feeling like, you know, either you're depressed or you're anxious, which is, by the way, why we did the anxiety series. Okay. And maybe you feel like, you know, what does life have for me? Why should I keep going? You know, this life is just too hard. Guys, listen, yeah, there are negative reasons why you shouldn't commit suicide because you're going to regret it. But more than that, God wants you to have life and have it abundantly. He has a plan for you, a plan to give you a hope in the future. He never wants to forsake you. He'll never leave you or forsake you. He wants to have a relationship with you and he wants to use you for his purposes to help other people. Okay, so that through you, he can help give other people life and free them from the law of sin and death. So that's my message for you tonight. Wow. Wow. Keep going. Go, go. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Woo. Woo. I, Kristen, I, did you like that message? Yes. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Amen. Yes. I'm a little excited over here. <laughs> okay. Well, let me tell why you're excited. Go ahead. 
That is so true. Yes, that needs to be spoken over and over and over. I, like you, have had so many close friends and people who have been affected by this. Um, you know, I know it was a problem issue years ago, but I really think now today's generation, kids younger and younger with social media and different outlets, right. the enemy is fighting harder, but we have to fight back harder and push back harder. And we need messages like this uh, and, and people to say, hey, you matter. Like how many times, honestly, okay, I'm just, I'm just doing a side here for a second. Okay. Let me just speak to us. Those of us who go to church every Sunday, well, now because of COVID, it's online. Let me just do a gentle little uh, little reprimand to all of us, not not pointing the finger, but we really need to make sure when we go, when we're in, as the church body, when someone comes in the church, we make sure we love on them. We make sure we talk to them. We make sure they know and say, hey, you matter. And not just, you know, strangers coming in, but also the people who come in every single week. And you, you are right. You don't know what people are going through. You, they could be look like they have everything all together. They could even look intimidating, quote unquote, to you. They could look like they have designer clothes and this and that. Doesn't matter. Every person needs to feel. So we need to, to take that and say, in not just in church, anywhere we go. Um, I think there was a, actually a thing where uh, they did a statistic. You said the Golden Gate Bridge, where this guy said, if someone smiles to me, today. Just one person on the bridge looks my way and just smiles to me. I'm going to smile at every person. If somebody looks back at me, I will not jump off this bridge. That's very common, actually. A lot of people who commit suicide talk about how they just wanted someone to give them one reason not to do it. One reason. So talking to those of us who, uh, you know, we we need to be that for as a body of Christ. We need to be that virtually on, on social media platforms. We need to be that everywhere. Um, so, and we need to remember that what people are going through. Then also, um, like I say, I just feel like we need everyone listening to this. You matter. God loves you so much. Just like Jordan said, I couldn't have said it any better. There's a wonderful film. Uh, it's kind of a Christmas film, but it's a wonderful life. If you know that film, it is a great theme of how one person's life touches so many. And I think the enemy tries to get us isolated where you feel like no one else understands what I'm going through. And like Jordan said, myself, I, I never have had, like you say, but, but from a distance of having, I went through a time in my life where I was very, um, you know, struggling. Everyone goes through times where they struggle with things. So go through hard times. They feel lonely and it's not, you know, you could be in a room full of people in a crowded room and still feel lonely. So, so just remember you are not alone and God loves you and you feel you cannot escape. And that's why I think people want to go into that um, space and, and feel like they cannot escape it. But God has given you freedom. And I, one other thing where I just want to say is I totally agree with you with the Psalms. I feel like when I get to heaven, I'm going to sit down and have a long talk with David because he had, (laughs) well, he was an artist. I was going to say he had that artist kind of thing going on in the Psalms, which I just love as, as an artist where one second in the same Psalm, he's just like, I can't believe this is happening. And then the next second, Oh God, you're so wonderful. Mm -hmm. And so, um, I totally get that. (laughs) So, um, but God is so good. And I love, I love, I love that you did this message. So good. Yeah. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I have my own applause section. And when we talk about suicide, I'm not just talking about, um, you know, someone hanging themselves or something like that. 
but there are other forms, you know, like like getting into drugs and things like that, yes. slow form yes. suicides, um, yes. getting into self-destructive behaviors, yes. like that. I mean, that's that's a form of suicide, also, especially you know with with some of these drugs where we know that's basically like a death sentence, but that God really wants to save these people, want to save these people to use them. And the funny thing is, it's like the more the further you come from. Right. I mean, we, we kind of think, well, we have to be if we, we have to have like a good life and then it's easier to get saved. It's like, no, the more broken you are, the more useful you are a lot of times, because now more people can relate to that. You know? Yes, absolutely. I just want to take a second to talk with the young people. It's not just the young people, but I know the thing that's prevalent right now in this generation and the younger generation is um, for all the guys and girls who think it's OK to the, the cutting that is not okay. And it's very serious. And it goes, it's definitely in with this. So in Jesus name, I pray that God frees a lot of people tonight from that as well. Amen. All right, Kristen, why don't you go free him through your prayer? Go ahead. All right. All right. Well, Lord, this is a heavy topic, but you, it is the heaviest topic, but you, it's one of those topics is the greatest victory because everything falls under the category of life and death. Two decisions, but one decision it comes down to. Do what do we choose? If we choose you, if we or we choose what the enemy has. If we choose what the enemy has, it's death, it's destruction, it's suicide, it's anger, it's fear, it's worry, it's regret, it's it's all of those things. A condemnation. It's all of those things. But God, you have chosen us. So I pray that every person listening will choose you. And choose life because you have your hand on all these precious people listening. Right now, I pray for every person on the spectrum. You may be a person who is saying, well, I don't think I have suicidal thoughts. But you feel like you are just so alone. And if you really start to think about it, that you say, oh, I do have destructive thoughts about myself. I do put myself down. I do look in the mirror and don't think I look pretty or, or handsome. I, I do think I, I do this or that or the other. Or I do live under constant shame. Well, that on that spectrum, we break that in Jesus' name. Or you may feel like you just don't even know what to do and you are, are teetering on the edge of, of this decision. In Jesus' name, God yanks you back and, and we, we claim each and every individual listening to this for his glory tonight. We claim each person, young lady, young man, uh, more mature lady, <laughs> more mature man, in Jesus' name, you have not, I don't care what you, you have not gone too far, God, that God can't snatch you back. You're not too far out of his reach. I know that you say, but you don't know what I'm going through. You don't know about this financial issue. You don't know about the fact that I have no one who loves me or cares about me in this, on this earth. You don't know about this. You don't know about that. You don't know about my sickness. Wouldn't it be just better? No, no, no. In Jesus name, I'm coming to tell you that God has life. God has purpose. And it, it doesn't matter what you're going through. Nothing is worth that. And he has, he has a future for you. It's not a dead end but it is a new beginning. The thing that you thought was a, was a, a, a time and place that, that ended is actually an open door for a new beginning. So I want, you to, I want you to know that how much God loves you and cares for you and how much he has 
is just crazy about you and has wonderful things for you. If there are words that were spoken over you by other people that the enemies tried to use, we break that. We break the chain and the spirit of suicide across all generations. We break that in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we, we, we pray, God, that each person listening will see themselves the way you have created them as precious children of God, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God. We pray that you would show them how loved and valued they are and that they are men and women chosen of you, God. We pray against any of the demonic forces that would try to come and get in their ear and tell them otherwise. When we pray for them to be completely under your wing, Lord, where they find refuge. Right now, as long as I'm on the topic, I pray against anything in the media that is promoting this horrible demonic force. In Jesus' name, we pray against these, I don't even know remember, know what they're called, and I'm, I'm glad I don't, but in uh, these things that people insert into YouTube videos to try to get our young children and people of all ages um, to, to see horrible things about suicide. We, we pray against things that are suggested and this, this thing with the, you know, all sorts of things on social media and in movies and, and just in, in, in peer groups and drug abuse and all sorts of things, God, and we claim back the generation. We do. We claim back this generation. By this generation, I don't mean a certain demographic as far as age. I mean one, zero to 105, everyone who's living on this earth in this generation as the greatest generation for you that will praise you and honor you and give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. While you were doing that... Um... I got a very odd text message and actually uh, to see a follow up from a phone call I got earlier today. One of our friends, Kristen, uh, someone who, you know, um, had someone come to her business today. And I, I should have told you this before I got on the air. I forgot. I was doing the same. I had someone come to her business today and threatened to blow the whole place up, threatened to murder everybody there, gun everyone down. And the police had to come and the SWAT teams had to come and everything like that. Um, they had to go, all the people had to go hide in a field and it was just a, a total mess. I was just, this is something that happened. I found out very late in the day and I just got this text message while you're doing that. This person's, uh, who's obviously, this, the person called me was very, very shaken up about this as I'm sure you can imagine. And, you know, uh, had a legal question for me. And as you know, someone who's not just a friend of mine, but when you're a lawyer also, you know, and things like this happen, uh, you know. The lawyer gets the phone call. They call the cops first and then the lawyer second because um, it, you know, there were some legal issues specific to it. And so, here, Kristen, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'll just point out what this person just wrote to me. Um, apologizing that they called under such duress, but it was very traumatic, obviously, um, because this person came to the, their business specifically to harm them. But here's the other thing she says. She says, the wildest part is this person came fully clothed in winter clothing and was carrying a very large holy cross. In his car were numerous statues, crosses, papers, and books with affirmations and other such items, including pepper spray, a large knife, and a hammer. It was almost diabolical. Well, I would say it actually it sounds like it very much was diabolical. Um, so what we want to do right now is I want to, first of all, give a praise report, number one, that nobody was harmed. Because we've seen too many of these things where they end with people getting killed or who the heck knows. And the person, the cops came and just the end of the story is the person was uh, taken into custody and uh, put into a, um, a mental hospital. He's not 
in jail right now because obviously someone like that, you got to figure out what's going on in his mind first. So you can't just put him in general population. Who knows what's going to happen? So he's in the hospital now. We're going to play, uh, pray a few things. And Chris and I invite you to join in. Um, number one, I'm just going to I'm just going to start doing it. Um, Father God, first of all, we thank you that no one was harmed and that a, a peaceful uh, resolution to all of this came about. Number one. Number two, God, this person, listen, I can't go and preach a message about suicide at 730. And then at 724, when I find out about something like this, not also pray for this person's soul. Because if I'm going to tell people that every life is valuable, that includes this person's life. And, you know, Kristen made so many great points in what she was praying about. We prayed against so much stuff that God, I thank you for bringing this to the surface so that we could pray about it. I'm going to ask Kristen to pray about it too in a second. If this is obviously person, a person who is in the clutches of the enemy, I mean, and, and diabolical is 100% the right word. But Kristen, I'm reminded of the scene where Jesus is called to the man uh, who's demon possessed and, and Jesus says, you know, identify yourself. And the demons say, we're legion for we're many. And the person, they couldn't even keep chains on this person because he would just break all the chains. And I think that was a, a critical point, Kristen. I'm just, it's occurring to me now the whole how he would break the chains. Because Jesus came there to break his chains. He could break the natural chains, but Jesus came there to break the, the spiritual chains that this person was suffering from. And so, Father God, this person that's in custody now who came to do harm, we pray in Jesus' name that you break those spiritual chains that are binding this person. Whatever it is, chains of mental illness, chains of homicide, chains of self-harm, chains of chains of legion. I can't even, God, you know what it is, I don't. Father God, we pray for this person's sanity and mental health, that what the enemy's done, he's taken faith, he's taken religion, he's perverted it, but God, we pray that you restore it. We pray that you make this person a miracle person. Father God, for the people who were traumatized today, who had to hide in the field and wait for the SWAT teams, God, we pray you give those people peace. We pray you use this, because I bet a lot of those people are praying too. And God, we thank you for answering their prayers bringing a peaceful situation here or bring, bring a very chaotic situation to a peaceful end. And God, we are so thankful right now that you got the victory for this and not the enemy in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Did you want to pray about that or? Um, yeah. I mean, that was a great job. I can just add to that in Jesus name. We Lord, there is power in the name of Jesus to break every chain. There's not, you know, we sometimes think that it ends at some point, that your power ends at some point, that your ability to save someone. And I, as I just said, how far gone, just like Jordan said, Lord, you can bring this person to, to you, this person who is obviously demon possessed right now in Jesus name. We, we claim this life for you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. And we claim that this person would come to know you. We thank you that everyone involved with, is safe, and we pray for safety in this situation and all across the globe, Lord. We pray for the persecuted church while I'm at it and, and the persecuted Christians around this globe, Lord, those who stand in the gap, those who know what it means mm -hmm. to stand up for their faith, God. I'm thinking of several friends right now, yep. and I just pray for their protection, Lord. And um, God, uh, forgive me for not praying for their protection more often. Um, and 
we give you the honor and glory, the praise in Jesus name. Amen. Well, Kristen, you make such a good point. Um, and it's one I didn't even think of. And I applaud you for your courage in, in saying, God, forgive me. Um, and I'm guilty of it too. And I'm not going to say I'm guilty of it. So I come down on myself and I get depressed. I'm not here to condemn myself or anyone else because that doesn't help anything. But you're hundred percent right. I mean, we have, look, let's be honest. I'm sitting in a, a comfortable room with, you know, foam acoustic panels and you're in a beautiful, you know, house and very comfortable house that God's provided for us. And we're safe. And what we do, I, I love what we do, but what we do is easy, right? I'm not worried about people with machetes cutting my hands off. Okay. Although we do get the occasional threatening uh, message, <laughs> but you, you know, whatever, it's just the enemy being a jerk, but you're hundred percent right, Kristen. I mean, how often do we pray um, for for the missionaries and the other, you know, other people who are, are doing God's work? And I don't just mean missionaries who go to other countries, but we have plenty of people who follow the show that we know they're in their own country. And it's very hostile to Christians there. Yeah. And how often do we pray for their safety? Yes. And, and so I repent of that. And I apologize to God. I apologize to all of you. And uh, I just I tack on to what Kristen said. Father God, we pray for protection over all of these missionaries in dangerous places. We pray for the protection for the, the global uh, Christian community, especially in these areas that are just um, dangerous and hostile um, to Christianity. I mean, people who are persecuted just for having a Bible, for goodness sake, the stuff that we take for granted. God, we pray against that. We pray your, your favor and protection. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Guys, I'm sorry. Listen, yeah, we, I'm going to get to the prayer request, request requests. Excuse me. Kristen, all day long, I've been having troubles with my, uh, <laughs> like, combining words. <laughs> You're trying well, to economize words by taking three words and putting them to one. I don't mind being called Princeton. That's yeah, fine. Yeah, I know. Right, yeah. Sorry about that earlier. <laughs> but um, we're going to get to the regular prayer requests right now. We have a bunch of them. But I hope you understand that when something like that is, is called to my attention, it's not a coincidence that I was doing part of the darkness series tonight and talking about suicide and talking about hopelessness and things like that. And then something like this just happens. And Chris and I apologize. Um, th this happened late in the day and I was just trying to put my message together. And I, I should have told you about it ahead of time. And then I, I actually kind of forgot about it, which sounds like a weird thing. Uh, and then while you were praying, this stuff came out about the guy with the cross. And when I see, when I see that, you know, holding up the crosses. And I, I when I was a, a public defender in uh, East Brunswick, I had a weird situation very similar to that. And uh, I, that's so very obviously not just demonically influenced, but just uh, demonic period that I, I felt like we had to come against it right now uh, as opposed to, you know, wait till the end or something like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yes, so absolutely. Thank you for an amazing prayer. And it's amazing how your prayer ahead of that was sort of like, plowing the field almost, you know, so that when I brought that up, it's like you would already, it's almost like it was like an artillery attack that, that softened that whole area up for us to then go in and, and, uh, and pray some more. So amazing, amazing job, baby. And when, you know, we started this, this show, um, even before we did it, you know, seeing you do stuff like this is, is kind of what I had in mind. I said, like, this is someone who's designed to knock down walls and to take the enemy's territory and just destroy strongholds and free people from their chains. And uh, it's such a privilege to be able to do this with you, baby. And you, you deserve, you know, we, we honor the creator, not the creation, but, 
but you deserve so much credit for that. And I, I thank you so much. And it's just such a, a thrill to be partnered with you on the show and to know I get to spend the rest of my life with you also. So. Oh, you're just the best in every way, honey. And your servants are so good, so insightful. Yeah. And you're the ring again. Show the ring again. I like seeing the ring. Was it better? I got her. Listen, I got it. Isn't that beautiful? That's that's a pretty ring, isn't it? I got her actually a fake ring also that's like identical to that. It costs like 20 bucks, which <laughs> she wears like to the beach and stuff like that. And it almost looks just as good. But like compared to the, the real one, like there's that's a that's that's a heck of a ring. Yes, it is. I really love it. I love yeah. it. I just stare at it all day. Yeah, she goes to our house all day. She's just like, mm. I can't I do can't anything. Use can't use its hand. Sorry. <laughs> Conveniently. We're going to put like your hand in like a, a glass case yes. or something. Yes. Hello. Hello. I can wave like this. <laughs> I make every use. Yeah. All right, guys. All right. <laughs> All right. Let's get working here. So um, do you want me to kick off or do you want to kick off, Kristen? Doesn't matter. All right. Let's start with the uh, financial ones. Don't try to memorize it. I'll tell you what. You know what? I'll do the financial ones because a lot of people. And I'll give Kristen the married people ones. All right. That's easier. Because I have the list in front of me. I think you don't have the list tonight, right? No. All right. I'll just do it. All right. So we got to, let's start with the financial prayers. Got a lot of people praying for financial breakthrough. And uh, Kristen's got her prayer, you know, her her, her, uh, prayer machine gun over there. And so we're just going to, you know, knock down even more walls here. So Erwin prays for financial breakthrough. Isolde says, can you please pray for my family? Especially myself. I'm a single mother out of a job. I can't pay my bills. And now she says, pray for me for my career. I'm from Zimbabwe. I can't secure a job. Jobs are very difficult to secure here. Please. Oh, here's another one. Please also pray for me to get married. I have some good news for you, actually. And I'll say we have some other people praying to get married. You might be interested. Litai says, especially if you're willing to go to Pakistan. I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> Litai says, please, I need prayers. I'm a widow with two kids. We pray that we need land, but we have no money. I'm not working anymore. Please pray for me and my kids. We need to move on. I'm not looking to be poor. I'm looking at God. Oh, I think, no, I think she's saying, she's saying, I'm not looking at the poverty. I'm looking at God. Please pray for us. Well, that's, a, that's a good message right there. Yeah, that is. Narisha says, pray for my husband and our finances. Kamanto says, I'm praying, seeking prayers from you guys. On my side of the situation is worse. Putting food on the table is a problem financially. I'm unsta- financially, I'm financially unstable. Please pray for me. Aswad says, pray for my jobless husband. And Pridvi says, due to coronavirus, I lost my job. My family is struggling financially. Please pray for me. All right, so lots of financial prayers tonight. Well, Father God, you've you've come to set us free. The Bible says who the sun sets free is free indeed. And we think of that in spiritual terms, but you know what? Financial issues are spiritual issues as well. And you don't just free us from some things so that we can be in bondage to other things. That doesn't make any sense. You freed us from, from the curse of poverty, Father God. So Father God, we pray supernatural financial blessings on Urin, on Isolda, on Anashe, on Letai, on Narisa, Kamunto, Aswad, Prudvi, and their husbands, that they have no difficulty putting food on the table. And more than that, that they're able to put food on other people's table so that when other people are struggling in their community, they come to these people and say, we know you were struggling at one point 
And we know that your God provided for you. Can you now provide for us? Because God doesn't provide for us just to give us Lamborghinis and Ferraris and stuff like that. He'll provide for us so that we can provide for other people. And it's the greatest honor. So, mm -hmm. Father God, please, we pray for these people. We pray that you open up the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing to these people that they will not have room enough to contain. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I know I'm doing like these long form prayers tonight, but I'm no, just, you I go here. You go, you go, you go. All right. We got some marriage related prayers first. All right. For those of you guys looking to get married. So he tells us he's 25 years old today looking for a girl <laughs> to get married. So if anyone wants to marry a Pakistani boy, then go to his wait app account and give you his number. If you want nine, two, three, zero, eight, five, two, four, one, six, seven, four. I, we need like, your own risk. I do not endorse this. I'm just telling you. You need like music underneath. I picture like a modeling routine. <laughs> His hobbies include <laughs> fishing and <laughs> for women. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So that's Zahid. We're going to pray for him in a second. We're not laughing at you, Zahid. No, no, no. We no. respect your boldness. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's good to clarify because sometimes culturally things can. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. And by the way, Kristen and I, believe me, listen, I single and waiting for that person. What I found Kristen is that as that feeling gets stronger and stronger, like where's that person? What's going? That's God like preparing you for it. Yes. So we're yes. going to lift you up in prayer. Chris, these are your prayers. Okay. This is the heat. The heat says, pray for my married life. And Ashnita says, oh, so Ashnita needs a visa to go back to her husband. She says, just a week ago, my husband messaged me that it's all over between us. He doesn't want to talk to me. He blocked me from everywhere. I can't even talk to him. I love my husband so much. And I want to save my marriage. So Zahid's the one in Pakistan. Seba says, pray for my married life. And Ashnita's the one I just told you about. All right, Lord. Well, we know that you protect our hearts and you love, you love relationships. You, you, you called us to be in relationship with each other. You, no person is an island, Lord. You called um, people to have these relationships and, and, and I firmly believe, Lord, that you, if you put on someone's heart uh, to, to want to get married, Lord, that yes, you know, the timing is your aspect of it, but you put it on there for a reason. So for Zahid, Lord, we pray you bring the right wife for him and you work on his heart as well. For Seba, Lord, we pray, we pray for her and her marital situation and uh, and for Ashnadi, we Lord, we pray for her. Uh, what what's going on there, Lord? We pray that this man would come back if it's your will, Lord. But if if not, just in the meantime, at least, Lord, give her um, beauty for ashes, and just just you know, give her uh, just hold her heart, Lord. Um, you're the protector of our hearts, Lord. You treasure us, and God, you you come in, and you are our husband. You are our, our father. You are everything we need. You are our best friend. You, you fill the need that we have, God. And I pray for each of these people, Lord, to before they even enter in to the relationship or if they're in a relationship, God, that you would be the God of that marriage. You would be the God of that marriage and they would have 
a deep union with you and be whole, a whole individual. It's not 50% and 50% creating 100. It's, It's two people who are both whole in the Lord, both whole individuals so that coming together, they can worship God in spirit and in truth. So God, I pray this for the, those people, Lord, that they would just have a full revelation of you and have a, a, just be content in you so that when that person comes in or the situation is resolved, Lord, that they give you all the praise for it. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, I'm just thinking, Chris, a few things. First of all, when I hear prayers like this, it reminds me how grateful I am to God um, for you first of all. And, you know, part of it is even just doing the show, which I obviously couldn't do by myself and didn't do by myself before you were here. I mean, you've just, I mean, I know that it's God's doing, but through you, you've helped raise me up so many levels that it's ridiculous. And and so I'm so grateful for that. And, and my prayer for those people is that they each find partners who raise them up the way that you've raised me up. Um, so thank thank you for that, Kristen. You're just oh. really amazing. I love you very much. I love you so much. You affirm me so well. You have helped me grow. You're exactly right. It's about two people growing in the spirit, and you're an excellent, amazing spiritual leader. And you raise me up like um, that song. <laughs> yeah, we're having a weird day, man. Between between bomb threats and SWAT teams, I told you about that one person who. Uh, I had the, the weirdest meeting with the other day. And then today she asked me if I'm married. I'm just like, what is happening today? You know, like, well, you are, you are, uh, you know, the whole, I told you the whole population of women just can't resist you, but they have to. Cause I have to. I'm with you. <laughs> That's wonderful. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're the best. Right, let's, let's do some, uh, first of all, before we get to some more prayer requests, I want to say hi to some people tuning in. Tupo, nice to see you. We're going to pray for you in a second. Uh, Lorenza says good morning to us. Well, good evening to you. We're in this evening where we are. Good to see Juanita, uh, Lana Grace also. Uh, Lorenz, I think I said hello to Sanjeev. We'll pray for you in a second. Josephine also, good to see you. And uh, like I said, Sanjeev from India. We have a bunch of prayer requests for um, people who are in pain or sickness. Uh, we're going to pray for those people right now. Tita says uh, pray for good health. Cameron says, please, a special prayer for me. I'm really in pain. I have a hemorrhoids problem. Anita says, pray for my grandson, Alpha. He has infantile spasms. It sounds like um, a seizure disorder. Um, Whenever I think of that, Chris, I'm reminded of the scene in the New Testament where the person's, uh, the son has like a a demonic spirit. It says whenever he, the demon attacks him, he throws himself into the fire or something Mm, like that. Yeah. Jesus says, uh, you know, we can heal him if you believe. And the guy says, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. Yes. And Jesus yes. healed him. Well, he doesn't say, well, no, you have unbelief. I'm not going to heal him then. He says he acknowledges that he wants to grow in his, he has faith, but he wants to grow in the faith. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking about here. Jamie, spelled J-H-A-M-I-E, says, please pray for my son. Uh, prayer request. They don't have a lot of money to proceed to the laboratory. Oh, yes, this person sent us a bunch of pictures and it looked like a really, really bad, something beyond a rash, like a, a smallpox sort of mm-hmm. thing, some kind of pox, which we're going to pray against. And Mayopa says, pray for my husband's health. He's been home a while due to an ankle infection. It's almost three to four months now. It's a venomous, or ve- sorry, venous leg ulcer. Thank you once again. Please also pray for my son's life. He's 16 years of age and in school. All right, we've got a bunch of them tonight. 
Father God, we thank you for Tita, for Camram, for Anita, for Jamie and her son, for Mayopa, her husband, and her son. We lift these people up to you. God, you told your disciples to go forth and, amongst other things, heal the sick. And it disturbs me when I see so many churches, and this isn't a complaint, but I think I have to get this off my chest, that say that they believe the Bible to be the inerrant word of God, and yet they don't believe in modern-day miracles. I can't tell you how many services I've sat through where not only are people not getting healed, like no attempt is even made. This stuff isn't even brought up. God, your word says that by Jesus' stripes, we are healed. You refer to yourself as the Lord, our doctor. Your word says Jesus made a curse so that we can made a blessing. Throughout the Bible, you talk about healing us. The miracles that Jesus performed more, more often than not were healing people. You order us to heal these people. So, Father God, we pray in Jesus' name. We just ask the Holy Spirit to fill these people. Yes, sicknesses there, And we speak directly to the sickness. We speak directly to Camram's hemorrhoids and order them out. We speak directly to Anita's son, uh, grandson, excuse me, Alpha. We order those spasms to release this child. Yes, she said, I believe in Jesus' blood can heal, and we pray for Jesus' blood to flow through him. In fact, I'm glad you said that. I think every one of these people should go take communion. Go watch our communion episode, because I really believe communion is an important part of healing. Replace yes. your imperfect body with the perfect body and blood of Christ. Yes. We pray for Jamie's son. We pray that the money somehow manifests itself for this kid to go to the laboratory and get the medicine that he needs so that he can be healed. We we believe in supernatural healing, but we also pray, God, that we also know you give us doctors and you give us science for a reason. Yes, Lord. We pray for Mayopa's husband, and we order his ankle to be perfectly healed. We pray for her son, um, that he does well in school. We pray for Tita's good health. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. A lot tonight. Yeah, amen. All right, Kristen, we got a bunch here for... Um, looks like people's like geographic areas so glenn says he's asking for prayers for the unrest in our country and our president and the government in jesus name is that that might be the united states i don't know glenn is a yes name. yes yep marco says i'm praying for the philippines to seek god's word this is the only hope we can have during this pandemic time and ramu asks us to pray for the tribal hills area because the forest is dangerous mm. Yeah. Yes. In Jesus name, Lord, we, we pray. Uh, I'll start with Ramu. God, we pray for him, his protection and others like him in, in these areas. Lord, it's interesting. I prayed for the per persecuted church and persecuted Christians. You know, I think of Jim Elliott and people like him who, what a story that was, who, um, paved the way as, you know, martyrs of the faith, God, and how, you know, you think of people being so discouraged and um, even that modern day martyr a couple of years ago in, in the, who I guess was an American who went to one of these places. And it's just so inspiring to see how you turn a situation around for you. Like when Jim Elliott was in those jungles 
and the very people that he came to witness to that took his life here on this earth were their descendants and that whole region became Christians and became um, just people that where there was a huge revival for the gospel. So the enemy tried to take to, to, to claim that territory, but the Lord used it for his purposes. Uh, we just pray for Ramu and his family to be protected and, and families like him. And we pray for the, all those areas in Jesus' name and areas like that to come to know Christ. And we pray for young men and old men and, and young women and older women to dream dreams and have dreams of Jesus and people to be drawn to Jesus. And, and it's just amazing to see the revival that's going on around this world. I pray for that, Lord. And I pray, I pray for the Philippines. As Marco uh, said, I pray for the Philippines, Lord, to have that same revival, have people come to know Christ, and in in those uh, some of the dangerous places, and then some uh, places that we know have revival there. But we ask for even more revival, Lord. We always need your Spirit and God. Yes, we pray for your revival in America. We pray against the things that the the horrible things like abortion and things that happen in this nation, Lord. We are sorry. We repent of what happens. We are sorry for taking prayer out of schools. We're sorry for things that have happened in in this country, God. And we ask and we claim it back for you. And we ask that men and women, Christians would rise up and boldly speak out your truth. And they would be in the marketplace. Lord, we need more Christians in the marketplace. We need more Christians in, to start businesses and have businesses and more Christians in Hollywood and more Christians in politics and more Christians in all these places to claim the territory for you and for your honor and glory and the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You are knocking them. I was going to say knocking them dead, but you're knocking them out today. Christine. You. <laughs> you got me on the topics that I'm really passionate about. and. Oh, <laughs> You are too. You are too. Thank you. Right. <laughs> Lana Grace, by the way, uh, whose real name is Anita, says, thank you for praying for Alpha. It means a lot. Oh, you're, it's our pleasure. Our, our privilege, really. It really is a privilege to be in the ministry. Yeah, and, amen. Uh, one of the things I want everyone to understand is you guys are your own ministries also, so you can pray for people too. Yes. And in fact, while we're praying for other people, we encourage you to do that. Juanita Brock uh, says, Jordan and Kristen, you lift me up. Thank God for you. Where would I be? Oh, <laughs> Hey, Juanita, we love you. Good show. <laughs> All right, let's set up here. Um, these are people who want prayers for their family or also just a general prayer. So Topu, this is a live prayer, says, please pray for my family. Mom just passed away. We need your prayers. Sanjeev, also joining us live, says, please pray for my family, my personal life, every part of my life, like health, job, financial, and spiritual. Angela says, please pray for my family. Jasan says, pray for my family. And um, Lite or Light, I, I don't know how to pronounce this person's name, just says, pray. Father God, we thank you for all these people, for Topu, Topu, yeah, Sanjeev, Angela, Jasan, and, and Lite. We thank you for, for their lives, first of all, and also for those other people who are joining us tonight. We pray for Topu's family. We thank you for the life of Topu's mom. But we know that mourning is a difficult time. So, God, we pray that you're with them and you comfort them and you carry them through um, this stage. For Sanjeev, we pray for his family and his personal life and every part of his life, including his health, 
his job, his financial situation, and his spiritual life. We pray that he comes to know you better and to know you closer. For Angela and Jason, we pray for their families also. For Lite, we pray for this person in general. And for all of these people, God, not just those who I'm praying for specifically now, but for everyone who we prayed for tonight, for everybody who wrote in, everybody watching us, all of our followers throughout the world. God, we thank you for the victory in all of their lives. More than that, God, I thank you that you're going to use their lives to promote victory in other people's lives, that your word does not return to you void. You're a God of growth. You're a God of multiplication. You're a God who created every one of these people for a specific purpose and brought them to this ministry for a specific purpose. And I believe that your purpose, okay, is to multiply yourself and your spirit through them and into other people in their communities and many others. God, we see the enemy multiplying his efforts, but God, I pray, I believe, and Kristen joins me in this, yes. that you're going to multiply your efforts time and time again by many different exponents. We thank you for this, God. We thank you for this great commission you've given us. We thank you for the lives of all these people. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I thank you for giving me Kristen. Thank you, Lord, for Jordan. Oh. All right, beautiful. Will you do us a favor, please, and uh, lead all these people in the call of salvation? In fact, in particular, I can find it very quickly. Somebody asked for forgiveness. Juanita, tonight. Amen, Jordan and Kristen, you're right. I ask for forgiveness as well. So just everybody, if you're watching, just uh, say the call of salvation with Kristen. And even if you're saved, you know, you can always memorize it and help someone else get saved or just rededicate your life to Christ. Go ahead, Kristen. Sorry to step on your toes there. there. No, it's perfect. Perfect. Dear Jesus, I admit that I have sinned. I ask you to come into my heart. Forgive me of my sins. I make you my Lord and Savior. And I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we're so excited for you. Send us a message or just comment on the video and uh, tell us about it. That would so encourage us. It would. Well, we're encouraged anyway. We love all the yes. nice things you guys say about us. Listen, guys, uh, I know this is kind of one of the more unorthodox shows. Um, it was kind of a little bit free form at times, but, you know, Good. we have to be able to react to different things as they come up. And, you know, I know that the darkness episodes that we do are not sometimes as maybe enjoyable as like the relationship series or the prosperity stuff, but they're just as important. The world's suffering. And, you know, we're not just here to to talk about, you know, the happy things. We got to talk about the the plans of the enemy too, because how, how else are we going to free these people from those things? That's right. That's if we're right. not doing it, they're turning to the world to heal them. And the world ain't got a lot of answers, at least not good ones. That's you right. Know? So this has to be the place, the church has to be the place where people come to who are struggling. All right, guys. Mm -hmm. So listen, thank you for indulging us tonight. Thank you, as always, for the privilege of coming into your homes and your lives and praying for you. We love you. We pray you guys have a great weekend. We'll see you Monday, 730 Eastern Standard Time. In the meantime, as always, be blessed and be a blessing. Bye. Bye. I love when you do that. Bye. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for joining us. Don't forget to follow Jordan and Kristen Ministries on Facebook, YouTube, and iTunes. And remember to tune in next week and every week on Tuesdays at 845 on WMCA The Mission, AM 570 and FM 102.3. Amazing grace.